What's going on, everybody? It's another episode of the Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by Penalty Box Radio. Our first one in 2020 and probably our first one in a while, actually. I've got the fellas with me like always. I've got Christian Marin and Nick Andrade. It's been a while, fellas. How, how are things? I thought you were going to say the first one in 20 years because that's what it really feels like. Yeah, I know. I love, how you, I love how you said another podcast like we've been doing this for like two years. I mean, we had to take a bit of a hiatus because it felt like we couldn't get a consistent schedule, but I think we've done a few things to fix that this year. I think we're yeah. our new format of releasing two smaller episodes and just making sure we're pumping out content is going to really, really just help us out in the long run. Uh, we're going to keep the hockey talk, as always. Uh, we're going to have all the breaking news in one podcast. And then in our second podcast, if you go out and listen to it, same title, just more of a bonus episode, and uh, it's just something else. If you want to listen to it during your day, you're more than welcome to. Uh, let's just dive right into things. Uh, Zach Cassian and Maddie Kachuk making the big news today. Zach Cassian laid down a beatdown. I don't think there's any other word for it other than a beatdown. You both caught that uh, fight, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. That looked like Nick. Cassian that looked so like an angry Nick on a Friday night, eh, back in the day? Oh my god, it reminds me of the time I shoved Nick against the wall, and then Nick looked at me, and then just, or no, Nick shoved me against the wall, and then, like, had this look of death in his eyes. Yeah, that was, uh, I remember, I think I lifted you off the ground, too, from the scruff of your neck. I'm almost certain you did, and, like, for context, Nick, how tall are you? I'm only 5'6". Yeah, and I'm 5'11", six foot on a good day when the sun's out. Listen. When someone touches my hat, the strength of a thousand men come into my arms. And, and this I wasn't just, even like, like, we didn't even know each other that well. I think this was no. just me like messing with you for the, like to say the least. And I was just taking your hat off. And then one day you shoved me against the glass wall. <laughs> and that's how we became best friends. Yeah. And then we became really good friends. I don't think Christian and I ever had an altercation. Did you have an altercation with Nick Christian? No, I think I, I think we all became friends when I came by and said, Hey guys, why are you guys cleaning up that shattered glass all over the floor? Yeah. If, <laughs> if Nick put me through glass, it'd be different then. But yeah, that's Ugh. kind of what it reminded me of. Um, the hit by Kachuk, we're obviously saying, actually, no, it's not that obvious. Christian, do you think it was a dirty hit or do you think like, yeah, probably shouldn't have done it? Well, like, I don't know. Kachuk rocked him. But it was one of those things, like, I like Matthew Kachuk. I have him on one of my fantasy teams, and he's been pretty good. But it's also he's also one of those guys where he's done it so much and just skates away too many times where he had it coming and basically deserved the beatdown because you can kind of see it how no one really tried to break through the guys holding on to them there in that little scrum. Like, you got yeah. the captain standing back and, like, yeah, he kind of deserved it. It reminded me, too, like, I don't know, there's, like I said, there's those guys that just kind of deserve it. And I remember, like, a couple of weeks ago in men's league, one guy got hurt. And walking out, a guy from the other team walked up to me and my buddy walking out who happened to accidentally hurt this guy. And it was funny because he tried to sell a call and, like, flailed his arms and ended up hurting himself because of that. And the guy talked to us and was like, oh, what happened? We told him. He's like, yeah, this guy kind of deserved it. Like, he's had it coming to him for a while. <laughs> and some guys just have that, you know what I mean? Like, after a while, they have it all built up and one guy just finally snaps and and that's what happened and I don't know like the the hit the hit itself like it's not like he caught him like head first into the boards he did it, it was kind of a little bit of an unnecessary you know charge at him too but it was a uh, a long long awaited beatdown I think for 
for Kachuk. <laughs> yeah, you can see in the video, like if you go rewatch it, I just watched it a couple times there. Lindholm's on the ice, and when Kachuk lays the hit, Lindholm's the closest one to him. He's like, oh, shit, I, I should probably just go in there. And he skates in, and James Neal pulls him off, and Lindholm's like, yeah, this is okay. Yeah. I'm okay with not being anywhere near this right now. <laughs> Nick, what were your thoughts on the hit? Uh, like, I've had this conversation this morning. I had this conversation this morning. I Like, for me, um, I think Zach Cassian is completely in the right altogether. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are on Kachuk's side, but when you – uh, he wasn't headhunting, but he knew exactly what he was doing. He was charging. Yeah, you can him. see him pivot his body, and he's like, "I'm gonna line this up so I hit him real hard." Yeah, right. But the th- the thing that pisses me off the most, and I had a deep conversation about this with somebody, but when you uh, when you hit somebody like that, and you're gunning for that guy, and you're going out of your way to hit him like that, and then when that guy comes back at you, and you go limp. That you just become dead weight completely. Like I know that yeah. in a in in a in a split second, like he grabbed him by the scruff of his neck. I know that he can't react as fast, but he was he he's just like it's like Brad Marchand. He's just trying to avoid any sort of of situation with Zach Cassian at all. And like I guess good for him. He didn't do anything, and then and then the Oilers got a penalty, and then the Flames won the game, and that's ultimately what counts. But when you go after a guy like that. I want to see you defend yourself. Don't yeah. then wimp out and then lay your ass on the on the ground and then let the refs do the work. Like that was such that just pissed me off so much. No, I couldn't agree more. I think if you're going to play that style of game like that dirty hit people, it's not even that dirty. Like if you're going to play that style of game where you're laying out hits and going after people, you got to answer the bell. If someone's coming right back right. for you, like you said, just don't lay limp. You got to get up and show some sort of struggle. Like Ovechkin, you, everyone remembers his slap fight. At least he fought. Yeah. Like he's trying yeah. to do something there. Uh, two games for Cassian, and he loses twenty grand from that suspension. And I was reading here, according to Sportsnet stats, Zach Cassian has now been suspended three times for a total of ten regular season games and forfeited seventy-five thousand dollars in salary for on-ice incidents in his NHL career. He says he's gave up so much money, but I think this is probably the best twenty grand he's ever spent. You guys both heard his uh, press conference after the game where he called <laughs> yeah. uh, called Kachuk a kitty, right? Also uh, talking about how many goals he scored this season, so that he's yeah. a, he's a he's a sniper now. <laughs> yeah, well, he was talking about how he knows he used to be on the fourth line, and now he has goals this year. Like I, I was never a big fan of Cassian, but after this, you know, I don't mind it at all. And it's not only Cassian who's pissed off at Kachuk. Uh, it was Leon Dreisaitl who said he'd get off the ice if he was asked to play with Kachuk at the All-Star game. Do you think yeah. that's just like, all right, Dreisaitl, shut up? Or is it is it valid for Dreisaitl to say something like that, Christian? No, you could, there's definitely, like, not everyone has to like each other, off, even if they are on different teams, or even on the same team. You don't have to, just because you play in the NHL, you don't have to all suddenly become this brother who we all like each other there's definitely other other situations yeah. where players around the league past and present don't like other guys on other teams and uh yeah. they kind of hold the the kevin garnett mentality where they just you know even though it's all said and done they're still holding on to that rivalry and that grudge and to each their yeah. own some guys you know some guys have it some so maybe something happened to them where they really do not like someone. I don't know what Dreisaitl's case is here. Maybe I haven't watched every Oilers Flames game, so maybe he's been on the bad end of a of a Kachuk cheap shot or something. But 
yeah. no, everyone has everyone has their their right to not like somebody. I feel like off the ice, especially in, in a rivalry, heated rivalry, you see them so many times in a in a season. So especially I'm it's, a quote. it's so f- sorry, it's so fresh now that like obviously they're going to be pissed about it. In a few weeks' time, are they still going to be? I don't know. It's probably a situation like they they shouldn't play together at the All Star game, but like. Sometimes it's got to be water on the, under the bridge a little bit, but you're never going to yeah. really like a guy to like a guy. Uh, I don't know. I think Oiler fans are going to be a little more pissed off at Kachuk. Uh, quote just came out before Monday's game against the Montreal Canadiens, and uh, Kachuk's defending his turtle. I don't know if you've heard this yet, but he said, not fighting was probably the right thing to do for me there. If Cassian was a different type of player, maybe I would have. Maybe somebody, somebody closer to me out there. Basically, he's saying he knows he would have been filled in by Cassian. Then, then why he are you going say, after him? Oh, we're not done yet. He's like, but it wasn't the right time to do it against the right person. I have a feeling that half the people in the league wouldn't go with that guy. So what I'm getting out of this is Kachuk is like, yeah, I can go mess around with this dude, hit him as hard as I can, and I'm just going to skate away and hopefully someone else has my ass. I know that's, this has to fire you up. That's such a that's such a snake thing to say. Like again, it's it's so it's almost carbon copy to the way Brad Marchand plays. Yeah, and, and I. I Regardless of what you think, I think anybody would love to have Matthew yeah. Kachuk on their team. Brad Marchand, you like that kind of peskiness. But your reputa- reputation in the league is probably damaged by these kind of acts that you do where you do these sneaky little things and then you get away with it every time because you, it's, it's, it's law-abiding. You're, you're abiding by the rules, technically. And then every time that someone calls you on it, you just wimp out completely. And it's just like, okay, he's bigger than me. But I can hit him like nuts because I'm mad at him. And then the minute that he gets – he retaliates back at me, well, too bad because I'm not going to fight him because oh, it's nuts to fight him. Look at him. He's 6'4". Like that just doesn't make sense. No, not at all. Uh, Christian, do you think anyone's going to go after Kachuk in the next game? And do you think it's going to be Cassian? I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know if they're going to run him and, or anything and, like that. But if the opportunity yeah. comes where there's – even like the slightest of slashes that could start a fight, I'm sure it, it might break out into something. But I don't think it's with the way it is now. I don't think you're going to see anyone go and no. destroy him hit no. first or anything into the boards or destroy him in neutral ice. But if, if I don't if, think if the, we'll see the opportunity any, like, comes to fight, I think someone will maybe Cassie will be willing to drop the gloves with I don't, right there. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't see like a staged fight happening, even though like that's just not the way it is anymore. Where it started the game, people are just lining up. They're like, "All right, this is it. We're going." I don't think we'll see anything like that. I don't think it'll be Cassian either. Like, if he's a smart guy, he stays away from that situation. Although I, yeah. I know he probably wants to really bad. But if he does, I feel like bad things might happen, and someone I else think... probably has to answer the bell uh, other than yeah. him, right? It's like Cassian can't just go after him. He needs to take a slash, like Christian was saying, and then go after him that like that. <laughs> because you could tell in the post game, like in the scrum, Cassian was smiling the whole time, especially when he called him a kitty. Like he was <laughs> real happy when he called him a kitty a couple times, or it was the one time. But I watched it many times. Uh, any final thoughts on this? I I think the two games is. I think you got to do something, but I'd, I wouldn't do two games. I'd do like a game. I just I don't know I, I I know Kachuk can't get any games for this because he had legal hits but it yeah. just it just bugs me. Um, at least nobody was hurt there. And speaking of hurt, Morgan Riley is going to be <laughs> gone 
for a long time. The Leafs decor not looking great with Jake Muzzin out. Now Morgan Riley's out. He broke his foot blocking a shot in an 8-4 drubbing by the Florida Panthers. I was reading a few articles today, and uh, Nick, let me know if this is an overreaction by some of the media here. They were saying that the playoffs don't feel like a lock because Morgan Riley's now gone eight weeks. Mm. Do you think like that's a bit of an overreaction one day after the whole uh, uh, injury report comes out? I mean, it's Toronto media, so obviously it's going to be an overreaction <laughs> no matter what. Their three-game losing streak right now to you know the Toronto media is like a ten-game losing streak. So yeah, yeah it was like what? Uh, but last week. Two weeks ago, the parade was pl- starting to get planned again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sheldon Keith, yeah. Jack Adams, come on. Everything's every everybody jumps the gun, but I mean, I think the playoffs aren't a lock in general for the Maple Leafs, and I'm still kind of worried in terms of you know their ups and downs, and 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 if they can stay consistent. It looked like for a long stretch they did, and now kind of doesn't look good the last few games, especially the amount of goals they're giving up, and they look pretty sloppy. But I don't think. It's it's not a lock because of Morgan Riley because I I, I feel like Morgan Riley has been one of the worst Leaf defensemen yeah. uh, on the team this year, regardless of I know he plays a lot of minutes, he plays on the power play, he's on the top line, all that stuff, but just looking at him, he doesn't look good. I, obviously, we know he's dealing with injury problems, but to me, I think maybe it gives an opportunity to some of these younger guys to step up and 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 make a move here and and see what it, what they can do without Riley because I honestly I really think he's not that he's been detrimental but almost he's kind of faded a little bit but it's a little I've, concerning now obviously it's him and Muzzin that are both out as well yeah I, I like, think I've, that I've as... got I've got Riley in in a fantasy league and seeing him like go on the IR I wasn't even that bummed about it because he's been pretty upsetting as of late especially and it's almost like you can't drop drop him so seeing him get hurt and just slot him on, on stash for a little bit and pick up someone fresh was kind of a, a good thing because he hasn't been last year's morgan riley one bit yeah yeah would you consider picking up a guy like rasmus sandin who got called up because of morgan riley being hurt i mean i'm looking at the d pairings right now and they're projected to be dermot and hall sandin and barry and barry's looked a hell of a lot better under keith and then arguably the worst third pairing in hockey, Martin Marinson and uh, Cody Cece, who I don't want to talk about. <laughs> but would you consider taking a flyer in a deeper league on a guy like Rasmus Sandin? You picked him up already, didn't you? I'm actually going through my teams right now and trying to pick him up. I'm not <laughs> even going to lie. Yeah, but who knows? Like, is is he going to play? Like, once he plays 10 games, that's one year of his ELC that's burned. Yeah. So are, are they planning to just try him out for a few more games are they gonna actually make him stick and like that's my uh question is what 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 are they gonna do with him uh i think at this point it's kind of worth it to try and Mm. see if he'll stick because he's going to be thrust into a top four everyone knows he's pretty damn good after the world juniors there and he's gonna get a chance to play with someone who's not in a lower echelon of a defenseman. He's not playing with a guy like Marinson. He's not playing with a guy like CeCe. He's getting to play with another mobile puck-moving defenseman like Tyson Berry. So I, I think I'd take a flyer on Sandine. Unfortunately, I can't in any of my leagues, which sucks when you play with a bunch of Leaf homers. Does this, Matt, does this open up uh, questions for a trade maybe? Do we see a trade in the near future? I think you do see a trade in the near future only because – now they have all that cap space. First it was yeah. with Muzzin gone. Now it's going to be with Riley gone. So they have the room mm-hmm. there 
Like the Armageddon or the Capmageddon that people were talking about to start the year is just never going to happen. So I think they do need to go out and try and pick up a right shot defenseman who perhaps can play top four minutes or someone just steady in a terms of like a Radko Gudas, who I don't want them to pick up, but you Ugh. know what I'm getting at by like just a yeah. defensive defenseman. You don't right. need to go out and get another puck moving defenseman because you lost one. I, I just mm-hmm. think they need to do some sort of thing. Do you think they should get someone? Uh, my only thing is, I don't know how, how I feel about Riley and Barry together or even like on the same team. I feel like we it's should weird. ship one. I think they, I think the Leafs should just, just ship one of those guys out. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, with even with both of their values so low right now, I know it's so low, but maybe I actually don't know. That's tough. It's tough. It is yeah. really tough. Uh, team uh, who's not struggling right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Remember the beginning of the year when everyone was saying, "Hey, the Lightning suck. They're not doing great. What's happening to them right now?" I was listening to the Spit and Chicklets podcast, and I think uh, Biz Nasty said it best. He said, "There's nothing wrong with some early season adversary." Because you'd rather have it early and figure it out than have it going into the playoffs. And now the Lightning look like what everyone expected them to be. Christian, do you have them towards the top of your cup favorite list? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple of months ago, in late November, Nick was there as well um, at one of the Bar Down events. Someone asked who we would pick other than our own team to win the Stanley Cup. And... Uh, DZ and myself said Tampa Bay, so I like I, I like Tampa Bay. I like what what exactly what you're just saying too. Like you go through it early rather than later, get it out of the way, and mm-hmm. then go on that late push. You don't have to be St. Yeah. Louis Blues and go last place to first place, but <laughs> you can deal with your struggles and figure out your lines and have guys <laughs> slump early on as they get their legs back and come back from the summer and stuff like that. It's Christmas time, New Year's is when you got to start worrying if you're if you haven't picked it up by then. Um, I, I, I do like Tampa Bay. It's one of those t- one of those years too where people just stopped talking about them the way wa- they stopped talking about Washington finally, and then Washington went, won the cup. I don't think people are really into the Lightning as much as they used to be as the cup favorites. Obviously, the talent is still there, and the way they're rolling, people are back on them. But yeah, um, there there I'm... are other other teams I think that people are starting to roll on as like sexier picks because Tampa Bay seems to. Well, as we saw last year, they just seem to struggle once they get to the postseason. But I, I do like them this year for being being a cup favorite. I think people are looking at the Lightning and going, yeah, they look really strong right now, but I want to pick, like you said, a St. Louis Blues team. And when you look at the teams that are towards like the bottom of the standings, I don't expect any of these teams to make a gigantic leap like the Blues did. Like, if the Blackhawks at 20 and 20, the Ducks at 17 and 23, I don't see a Cinderella story happening for any other team this year. But jumping back on the Lightning, um, I was in Tampa and I decided to catch a Lightning game. And hearing the crowd talk about how much they actually don't like Andre Vashlevsky really confused me. We went to a bar before the game and people were talking about how much they don't like him. We went to the game and almost everyone around us in our seats. We weren't in, like, a touristy section, even though we were the only tourists there. Um, well, in that part, people were there and talking about they just don't like Vasilevsky. They think he's not great. 
They want to trade him, and they fully are aware that their backup is Curtis McElhaney, and they love that guy more than anything on that team. And it's not even like a jokey rah-rah, we love him. They genuinely think, some of those fans that I was talking to, and I might have just been talking to all the crazy ones at the time, they just don't like Vasilevsky at all. McElhaney gets so much love everywhere he goes, eh? (laughs) It's incredible. And then when he's gone, he's missed. Yeah, like the Leafs cried about him, or the Leafs fans cried about him for so long, and then Carolina got him. Carolina loved him. Holy moly, this guy has had a renaissance. Yeah, I, it's it's a weird situation, but uh, would you say? But why is Vasilevsky? Your... Sorry, Matt, but why? Like, oh, I don't. It's, isn't he like the first star of the week this week? Like, oh yeah, he, like Vasilevsky. He's the reason why Tampa. Yeah, like Tampa needs him, and he's one of the best goalies in the league. I don't. And he's an all star, and I, I don't get it. They, I'm trying to pull up the stats real quick to see where he is, like, relative to everything going on. He, I mean, he's not in the top 10, which is surprising for goals against average. Well, probably because of his struggles early on, right? Yeah, he's 15th right now, but he's also faced over 1,000 shots compared to most of these guys on this list. Yeah. Like, Tristan Jari's on there with 646, and then there's Vasilevsky with 1,002. And then everyone before him does not have 1,000 shots against. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't understand the hate for old Andre there. If you had to pick your ideal Stanley Cup, we didn't get to do a season preview show. We didn't get to do any of that this year. <laughs> what is your ideal mid-season Stanley Cup final, Christian? Don't say the stars. You're not allowed to say the stars. I'm 100% allowed to say the stars because I know. they're so good. <laughs> I don't know why you would even say I'm not allowed to say the Dallas stars. You see how amazing they look as of late? It's since they oh started off so god. crappy. Oh my yeah. god. I thought after the first 10 games, I thought it was going to be a waste and I was ready to have a heart attack and <laughs> I was ready to pull a nick and just snap and go on a crazy <laughs> Twitter rant or something. But then I remembered have. it's a long season. Have some faith. And wow. I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars in the West and the Lightning in wow. the East. All right. That's fine. You're it'll the be a, stars be guy, a, so we got it's gonna be a sky final. <laughs> I don't I don't have the same faith in the lightning. Like I don't know. They started off the season slow and last season they got swept. Is this their year where they're like, now we figured it out, or is it just gonna be the same old story? I feel like it might be the same old story. I, I do know. like Washington though too in the East. Yeah. I like I want to pick Washington in the East, but I feel like not like it's a cop out, but I'm just not confident in it. It's the same with Nick not really loving the Lightning. I mean, the Capitals are first in the NHL as like as of right now on January 13th, but yeah. I just can't bring myself to pick them. Um, if I had to choose, I'm going Penguins in the East, Ooh. only because I think getting Crosby back. Everyone's sleeping on the Penguins right now. And also, shout out can... Penguins for playing so well without some of their top guys. Yeah, and guys like Russ stepping up. I think things like that are going <laughs> to make them just quiet going into the playoffs. I wanted to be different and pick the Islanders there, but I just don't believe in the one-two tandem when you go into the playoffs. I don't think that's a viable situation. Um, no. But I'll take the Penguins in the East, and I'll take the Avalanche in the West. Was that the Stars I heard? You said Dallas Stars? Um, <laughs> you know, I'll let you have the stars today. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on the Avalanche there. I think they're just so fun to watch, and like I just want to see what Nate McKinnon can do in the finals. He's so fast, 
He's and that incredible. team is just stacked from top to bottom. Their defense, their offense. Oh my lord! Yeah, they have, they have so many puck movers. Have you guys seen this? Kale really is phenomenal. Have you guys seen this good player they have? His name is Nazem Kadri. Hey, he beats <laughs> people down. He's a small fellow, but he still fights. Yeah, he's gonna shut down Connor McDavid in the playoffs. Just kidding. Oh, the Oilers that. won't make it. Yeah. <laughs> the Oilers um, are in free fall, by the way. Which is so weird. Remember when the Oilers started the season, James Neal. Everyone was like, James Neal is the best player ever. I want James Neal. He's the best. Who's Milan Lucic? I mean, still, who's Milan Lucic? But James Neal yeah, but... almost dropped in most leagues. The guy doesn't score five on five. I think I, we knew like... that, though, right? Like, Oh, yeah. It was the same thing with Zabinijad when he got off to the hot start this year. Everyone's like, oh, is this the year he breaks out? It's like, no, Zabinijad's never going to be a superstar. He's going to be a very He's, a, he's a solid six... player, though. Yeah, he's a top six yeah. player. He's a top six scoring forward. And... Yeah. James Neal is now what a third line scorer. Uh, but that's what he is. We know that he. he yeah, I'm not really surprised at all. It's, it is what no. it is. I think the trade was still like it wasn't like Edmonton was looking for like oh yeah James Neal is gonna have a renaissance with us. It was kind of just like a swap. Here's some salary cap uh, relief and and Bob's your uncle. And Bob's your uncle. Um, sorry, I don't <laughs> even know what that term means by the way, but I'll use it anyway. <laughs> Does anyone know what that is? Bob's your uncle. Google it, Matt. Bob, Christian, what do you think it means? Bob's Bob, your uncle. All right. Bob's your Bob's uncle. your uncle is a phrase commonly used in United Kingdom and Commonwealth country, countries. That means, and there it is, or and there you have it. Typically, someone oh. says it to conclude a sem- set of simple instructions, or when a result is reached. <laughs> so, Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. So you make a left down here, and then on a right on Avenue Road right over there, and Bob's your uncle. I think All that's right. a perfect time to wrap it up. <laughs> your first episode of the Coast to Coast podcast is back. We are back. We've got a lot in store this year. Bob's your uncle. We'll see you next time.